0: Holy Hour of Power, two-man car, Jess Romero, <laughs> Terry Barber, the TJ it. show. You got it. Totally Jesus, trusting in Jesus, Terry and Jesse show. Hey, I'm reporting for duty in New, in New Jersey.
1: Terry, what about I can you? tell you're in a hotel do, preaching the Word of God on the East Coast. Thank you, Jesse, and putting up with probably cold weather too. So oh, yeah. offer that up to Jesus to help Amen. Holy Mother the Church get yes, back sir. its feet. Jess, to, today we're going to be talking about a topic that it pains me to have to bring it up. You know, I we were talking off the air about Malachi Martin, Father Malachi Martin, and how I had so many conversations with him in the 1980s as a wow. young man. Yeah. Wow. And talking about all this that was going on in the church, and I just couldn't believe it. You know, it was just overwhelming a 20-something-year-old guy. <clears throat> and uh, But now when I re- re- start thinking about man, he was spot on. So we're going to be talking about something that it hurts me to even talk about. Pope Francis, how much lower can we sink? In other words... Think about what's gone on in the last 11 years in the Catholic Church, and you see your non-Catholic friends are like, who cares? Or, like I said, this woman contacted me about her son saying as a teenager, hey, sounds like I get to do anything I want to do. That was the message he got from the latest documents from the Holy See. Now, again, he shouldn't get that, obviously, if you read it. But you see, it's what people don't care too much about... Uh, what it says, it's it's in other words, actions speak louder than words. So we're going to be covering that. But Jesse, you got some hot news. That when I say prayers for the church, I mean here's a. An, I'll just do one, and then I'll throw it back to you for good to know. Pope Francis tells communists, don't back down, don't give up. I mean, I, I wait a minute, Jesse. He he's gone to uh, to uh, a lady that was a communist. <clears throat> uh, her gravesite. And prayed for, her. he has such a love for communism that I really start asking myself, why? Why is he so much in love with communism? Because all of communism is atheistic and it doesn't mix. It's like putting, you know, um, oil and water. They don't mix. Terry,
0: and we have official denunciations by popes
1: oh, in wait. the past.
0: 150 years of denunciations in socialism, Marxism, and communism. Yeah. And so this is a slap in the face to all his papal predecessors. It is. So the breaking news is that Pope Francis, he met with a group of communists. They're called the dialogue Transversal <laughs> Dialogue Project. What? And Pope Francis encouraged this group of communists to press forward in their work and to never stop dreaming of building a better world. According to the Vatican, members of the project include socialists, Marxist, communists, and Christians— who aim to form a common social ethic that can be proposed as a new narrative for a Europe in search of its identity and more. Candle. Terry, this whole thing about building a new and better world, yes. uh, this is this is something that the cat the, the catechism of the Catholic Church talks about in paragraphs 675 and 676. This is called the the heresy of millenarianism, where uh where people think that you know we could build a, this utopia here on earth. Uh, you know, and uh, I guess, in and to usher in in a thousand year reign of Christ, you know, we're going to make the world fit for him. Uh, Terry, the only world that I'm anticipating is what the catechism calls fatherland. That's the next world, that is the perfect world, that is uh, the the utopia that everybody's looking for. This world here, according to the first Pope, St. Peter, second Peter, chapter 3. It will be burned and destroyed by fire. And yes,
1: I just want to add, the Masons have a similar vision to make this world better because they have no vision for heaven. It's all about here. And this is something that I'm just going to mention one more time. I've said this a couple times, but this is why we have to go back to our biblical roots and not not fall into, uh, whether it's uh, heresies or into uh, the Freemasons, Bishop Sheen said, "If I were not a Catholic and I were looking for a true church in the world today, I would look for the one church which did not get along well with the world. In other words, I would look for a church which the world hates." Well, I got to tell you right now, the Masons love us. They said that they love our leader in our church. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can tell you, the homosexuals communities, well, they think this is a big step for the Catholic Church to accept our way of debauchery. I mean. Come on, let's turn it back to a biblical worldview, then a worldview. Because Bishop Sheen is spot on—that nobody's going to want to follow uh, the world that the uh, that they're leading now. We want to follow Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, Terry. Another thing that's kind of breaking news is that, well, th- this actually, yeah, LifeSite News reported today, yeah. just a few hours ago, that clergy at St. Peter's Basilica will bless same-sex couples. Oh, they're so happy to hear that, the homosexual so, uh, according to a report yeah. in the Italian newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, Il Mesejero, Yeah, today, yep. the archpriest of Rome's most famous church, yep. Cardinal Mauro Gambetti, has stated that blessings of homosexual couples could happen there. Here's what he said, quote, to show the world yeah. the maternal face of the church and along the lines of what Pope Francis has asked for, close So Cardinal Gambetti reportedly said, however, he added that as yet nobody has asked the canons of the Basilica for such a blessing. He said, quote, it doesn't seem to me that reports have come in now. Uh, the Cardinal stated and added that they presumably, the clergy of the Basilica, will move straight along the furrow that has been cut by fiducia supplicans, And Carlo Gambetti made the remarks during a press conference about the upcoming restoration of Bernini's famous Dacino.
1: If I could just jump in before, Father James Martin called the New York Times to get a picture of two uh, homosexual men holding hands and getting a blessing inside the church. Okay, this was he wanted big news. If Father James Martin was in Rome, I bet you he would do the same thing. And I'm going to predict, okay, or in the next week or two, you're going to get a picture of same-sex guys or girls, or, you know, lesbians, coming in, getting a blessing inside the church because you know what? Uh, they're not going to follow all of the dictates of this document. We know that. We see it. Of
0: course not. Yeah, Terry. The I'll tell you, Archbishop Fulton Sheen said in 1967. He said, "Quote." The conflict of the future will be between a God religion and a state religion. Between Christ and the Antichrist. But look what he says. This is powerful. But the Antichrist in political disguise.
1: Wow. And that was, what, 70 years ago he said that, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, Terry, also, uh, it's the month of January. is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. So let's remember that as Catholics, make any excuse... To say the name of Jesus with faith, hope, and love throughout the day. Little short ejaculation prayers or arrow prayers. It's like, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, uh, have mercy on me. Jesus, come into my heart. Make excuses throughout the day to just uh, project the name of Jesus into the cosmos and just fill your house with the (laughs) sweet aroma of Christ.
1: And if I might add one more thing, Jesse, have you noticed... All this controversy, what commentators have given us spirituality involved in this? In other words, we're always saying, pray, make reparation. I'm, all, I'm just saying, I wish our my brothers, and I love the guys that talk about this stuff on the internet, but I would encourage them, right, on the, right publicly, ask people to be praying for the Pope, praying for our bishops, our leaders in the church, because I'm going to say a little prayer, and then we'll get to the gospel. This is a prayer for the church in need. Lord Jesus Christ, back then during the storm of Lake Genariet, pre- you pretended to be asleep to test your disciples. Right? <clears throat> uh, okay. Strength. The strength to test your disciples of their strength and faith and trust. Today, right now, folks, the bark of the church is in a violent storm such as has scarcely ever withstood. The enemy has penetrated into the church and wants to breach the bark from within <clears throat> so that it may sink. Our Lord, do not sleep, do not test our fidelity to the faith any longer, and look upon our frightened hearts. Stretch out your hand and command the enemy to leave the bark whose hole he tries to tear open. Accept our pleas and our expiatory commitment and give your angels the strength of a decisive help. Amen. Why do I pray this? Because the church is in shambles right now. Let's be honest, Jess. So leave, yeah, we need to pray. Amen. And we also need to hear the gospel.
0: Speak, Lord, your students are listening. I love it. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Amen. A leper came to him and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Move with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once Then he said to him, see that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for yourself for your cleansing. What Moses prescribed, that will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus
0: Christ few things, a few very Catholic things I want to pour out. Number one is all of us are spiritual lepers when you're in mortal sin. When a leper was cut off from society, they had to wear a bell and they had to walk around when they were in public and say, unclean, unclean, and ring the bell. That way they would notify the people that they were coming into the town. When you're in mortal sin, that's what you are. You're a leper. You're unclean. And notice what this leper did. He humbled himself. It says he knelt down and begged our Lord okay, we call begging supplication or petition. Kneel down in confession and beg the Lord to forgive your sins. And what will Jesus do? Just like he did in today's gospel. He will stretch out his hand in persona Christi through that Catholic priest. He will touch your soul and he will say, be made clean. That we call that absolution. The priest in persona Christi will say, be made clean through the prayers of absolution. And guess what? Your soul will be restored from mortal sin to sanctifying grace. Uh, the, that, that's the most important thing. That's the takeaway for today's gospel, Terry.
1: All right. When we come back, we're going to tackle this topic. Pope Francis, how much lower can we sink? You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We want to help you fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Jess. I'm at a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a, thro- a frog in my throat, so I'm a little under the weather. But this article, I can just offer up for, Holy, for our Holy Father because I read the Dictator Pope mo- uh, book about five or six years ago, and it documented all of what Pope Francis has done even when he was in Argentina, and it was just scandalous. So this article, I think, is a pretty good summary of the book. So why don't you set the stage for us?
0: The article is called Fauci and Francis, two of a kind. Yep. Very yeah. And both are Catholics, obviously. It says, recent events in the Catholic Church have brought analysis of Pope Francis' psyche to the forefront of discussion. Notably, Francis's approval of blessings for irregular relationships, mm-hmm. including homosexual couplings, has caused many to ask why he is taking these actions. And if he's trying to split the church, remember, he said that a couple of years ago, he, he goes, is. I'll be, the, I'm going to be the Pope to split the church. Yep. The article says, even more so, the question is why he thinks he has the authority to do this. From the time of childhood, many of us learn that the stool upon which the Catholic church stands is comprised of three legs, <laughs> sacred scripture, the tradition of the church and the authority of the magisterium. Yep. It has become clear that Francis and his allies are deluded with the belief that he is the magisterium. Wrong. For example, in 2017, a writer for La Stampa, an Italian daily newspaper, wrote not about the magisterium of the church, but about his magisterium. Here's what writer Stephen Walford wrote of his ally, Pope Francis. He said this, quote, then, we must accept and we defend Pope Francis and his magisterium also. Close quote. This is written with the full belief that the magisterium of the church, of church was Francis's possession, or as if he has complete authority and autonomy over it.
1: Which he doesn't.
0: Let me make it a comment. Let's just be honest, Terry. Yeah. Pope Francis and Cardinal Fernandez <clears throat> and those at the Holy See right now, are trying to undo yeah. peace deal the papacies of pope benedict the 16th and pope john paul II. that's a fact that's what they're doing terry yeah yeah, yeah. brick they're they're dismantling the prior two papacies brick by brick and that's
1: my take yeah it is a good take but i'll even go deeper than that because you can't your magisterium the magisterium of the church is not an individual pope it's the perennial teachings of the church so Even a pope, I keep saying this over and over again, he can't override Jesus Christ and the church's magisterium. He doesn't have the authority, even though they say they do, because they just say this is how it is. But I have to reject anything that's not consistent with the perennial teachings of the church, and I would encourage you to do the same.
0: The article says, to be clear, the magisterium is the official teaching authority of the church constituted by the pope and the bishops in union with him. Well, let me mention one thing. Most of the bishops in the world, or a, good, a sizable majority, are not in union with him. Not right now. On, yeah, on fiducia supplicants. They're not. No. Yeah. It continues. However, the hidden or forgotten part is that its authority comes from Christ, not Francis. It's, and its guidance comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not the spirit of synodality. Well
1: written. Well written.
0: Yeah. This stands in contrast to what Francis seems to believe. For over the course of the last 11 years, he seems to have come to believe that the reins are his to do whatever he pleases. That's sad. This theory is gusseted by Francis' shrewd use of the synodal path. Under the auspices of listening or a listening church, Francis allows dioceses from all over the world to come together, voice their opinions as if the church were a democracy (laughs) And then Pope Francis emerges from the smoke of ambiguity, picking out what he likes and ignoring what he doesn't. Fair assessment. Yeah, it's kind of sharp Terry. Oh, yes, yeah, very good. Yeah, Francis' belief is that his synodal Vatican III is the new magisterium, just like he considers Vatican II the magisterium. He said he said as much. In other in other words, Nick, you know, in my my thoughts. In other words, basically, uh, poo-pooing anything pre nineteen sixty five. Further proof of this comes from his enforcers. After his selection, this is a good statement here. Mm-hmm. After his selection as the new prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith, Cardinal Victor Fernandez let the cat out of the bag, proclaiming that, "quote, I am here." To enforce the recent magisterium, close yeah. quote. Terry, if that doesn't tell you en- everything, everything we need to know. That's right. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Keep The article right says, good. just the recent magisterium, your evidence? question. <clears throat> just the recent magisterium? You know, in other words, you're not going to defend the magisterium of Pope Benedict, Pope John Paul II, Pope Paul VI, John the Twenty Third, Venerable Pius XII. What?
1: Can I jump? just... The- yeah, yeah. I want to jump in and say something, Jesse. All of the bishops in the Catholic Church made a promise on the altar. I've said this before, that they would adhere to the perennial teachings of the church. Okay? So when they say this is a new magisterium, they're going back on their promise. Yes? I love them that much to say, knock it off! Go back to what you promised when you were made a bishop. And you said you would not, you would endorse and you would promote the deposit of faith. That's not the deposit of faith. And as a Lover of Jesus Christ and your brother, even though I'm below him, I'm just hoy polloi. But you know what, Jesse? It's like Bishop Strickland when we do his show. He says, "Hey, if I see something wrong, you, there's no problem. You correct me right on the air." Well, it's because he's a humble man. These men, whether it's the Pope or archbishops or cardinals, who are going back on their promise, we have to humbly say, "Stop it!" That you're gonna at your exit interview, Jesse. Your promise you made with Anita at the altar and my promise I made to my wife, Mary Danielle, that's going to be critical for us getting to heaven, okay? You you can't get to heaven if you broke your promise with with Anita, okay? I can't either. And I'm going to say, I love him enough to say, please keep your promise and not deviate from the deposit of faith. Continue, Jeff.
0: That's right. The article says, not the 2,000-year magisterium of the church. Yeah. That directly forbids that to which the Francis Church has just given its approval. This move shatters previous doctrine. Yep. Amidst this confusion between the competing doctrines, how does the laity dif- the laity differentiate and we what just is correct?
1: Hal, go ahead.
0: But what a telling comment this is. He could just have clearly said, Victor Fernandez. Yeah. I am here to enforce Francis magisterium, Francis agenda. The use of the word enforce is also intriguing. Enforcement is different than acceptance. Terry, enforcement is an organized crime term, by the way. I didn't know that. That's okay. what gang members and organized crime say. We're here to enforce what the boss says. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. In his treatise, surrender, a trustful surrender to divine providence, author St. Claude.
1: Pierre de Yep.
0: Yeah. suggests that the reader, the evangelized, fully accept, adopt, and adhere to, for their own benefit, the provident teachings of God. No talk about enforcement, nope. as if he were the new sheriff in town enforcing a recent <laughs> mandate. And to be sure, Cardinal Fernandez chooses his words very carefully. In fact, in paragraph 41 of the actual document, fiducia supplicans is designed to provide a finality to the discussion about the blessings of homosexual unions. It says this, quote, Beyond the guidance provided above, no further responses should be expected <laughs> about the possible ways to regulate details or practicalities regarding the blessings of this type.
1: Can I put pope? that into easy language? Shut yes. up. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> the author writes, put simply, this is the law of the land. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up and obey. Get in line. Yeah, exactly. In the view of this pope, there is no path to regulate or restrict this. Just do it. Yep. <laughs> like the old, like the Nike commercial, just do it. Yep. <laughs> and reading between the lines, it seems to say something approximating, quote, and don't and don't send me any dubia Questions. because no further responses See? should be expected. This author's comical, Terry. It is. <laughs> In other words, I have written what I have written. The debate <clears throat> is over. And he's turned his thoughts to enforcement. And enforcement is what he means. Right. Ask Bishop Joseph Strickland or Father James Altman or or Frank Pavone or Cardinal Burke. Yeah. Or it is clear now what happens to those who defy or question Francis. Yep. Yeah. Bishops must be careful with their words and even more careful when they dare to disagree with the dictator Pope. Yep. Yeah. To steal a phrase from Henry Sire's book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The options on the table for Francis are, here's what I'm going to give you if you oppose me, laicization, cancellation, termination, or eviction. <laughs> oh my God. As Francis believes himself to be the Manchesterium, we have heard this language before. Consider in June of 2021, Dr. Anthony Fauci went on an interview and declared himself science incarnate. He said this, quote, Attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Can you imagine. Close quote. I remember that. Yep. The audacity is familiar. Both men believe themselves above criticism. Yep. They believe themselves the embodiment of something far greater than themselves. They are placeholders who have become inebriated by their earthly authority and blinded by their dogged pursuit of an agenda. The comparison between Fauci and Francis may seem a stretch. Fauci being a career bureaucrat and Francis, the leader of the almost one and a half billion Catholics. But the tie that binds is that they both place themselves over and above that, which they are charged to protect. Mm -hmm. uh, in our our case, a deposit of faith. Both men are small and vindictive. Both men are arrogant. In Fauci's case, this is evidenced by by his casual disobedience and dismissal. Of U.S. Senator Rand Paul, another doctor, by the way, and others after their numerous run-ins. Mm-hmm. His favorite thing in the world is, to, is to, to do, seems to have been to go on numerous television appearances. And Francis's arrogance is evinced by his termination of Strickland and eviction of birth, yep. Burke. Both men protect their friends, those who share the same goal. Oh yeah. Both men, Francis and Fauci, have mutated or bastardized what they claim to be in pursuit of their agendas. They have bent science and the magisterium into hideous distortions of their true essences. Fauci's agenda was to usurp the individual freedoms of Americans and to subvert the Trump presidency. It was masks, vaccines, and mail-in ballots, not January 6th, that were the true attack on democracy. Francis, on the other hand, is desirous of normalizing and legitimizing homosexuality as the next front in the struggle to change Holy Mother Church. Both men have demonstrated their willingness to use mandates, enforcement, and punishment to reach their desired end. The similarities continue. In a recent interview, Dr. Fauci announced that he was born and raised Catholic, and he used to identify as Catholic. That word's a bad omen. But that practicing Catholicism, he said, is something he doesn't really need to do. Fauci went on, interestingly enough, to say that, quote, I think my own personal ethics on life are, I think, enough to keep me going on the right path close quote is he going to be surprised as long as those ethics are in line with Father James Martin and not Bishop Joseph Strickland that statement made by Fauci definitely sounds like something he and Pope Francis would
1: agree on we'll be back with more on this stay with us you're listening to the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin most powerful radio also I just want to remind you to go to our full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel we got lots of clips there that you'll like stay with us we'll be right back Not important. Welcome not back. Important. We're back, Jesse. Uh, you were reading this article about the connection with uh, Pope Francis and Fosse. Continue, please. It's finished, Terry.
0: Give me your assessment of the article. I but, think the author. I think the author did a brilliant analysis of showing both them. The way they have a similar way of governing, a similar way right. of conducting business. I think the the uh, the author did a, a remarkable yeah, job. Yeah, he
1: did. He did. And and you know, Jesse, I read the other article about um, the Holy Father and his connections with the the book, the Dictator Pope. And you know, there's several things I would say. Some people we have been saying that you and I are out of bounds when we start criticizing archbishops or cardinals or the Pope. And I made it clear earlier in our conversation that we do it out of love, nothing else. I mean, hey, salvation of souls is number one. So when we look at what the Pope has done, I'll just give you a couple examples. As a bad example, okay, who does he hang with? Okay, there's a sister who called New Ways Ministries. For 40 years, they've been affirming Catholic homosexuals it, to continue to sodomize each other. And uh, then there's another group called uh, Courage, put out by Father Harvey, and they say, no, you need to live chaste lives. So who does the Pope associate with? Sister gives her a letter saying that she's doing great work for the church. Well, that's scandalous, okay? So that's a problem. And so um, I say to myself, well, who else is he, he friendly with? Well, Father James Martin. He puts him on papal committees. He he uh, takes pictures with him saying that Father Martin's doing great work for the church. Well, wait a minute. Father Martin has said the Bible is wrong on when it comes to the book of Romans on homosexuality. The catechism needs to change. And he's affirming these men in their error. So I can say, oh, I'll just look the other way. You know, Jesse, I'm going to put my head in the sand. I won't look. No, I won't do that because that wouldn't be love. The definition of love from St. Thomas Aquinas is to will the good of the other. I will the good of the other for the Archbishop, Bishop, our, our, our Holy Father, by sharing in a loving way. You notice I'm not yelling and screaming and saying you're gonna go to no. I'm just saying, Holy Father, you're supposed to confirm us in the faith. You're you're, you're allowing what I call sacrileges that are going on in the church, and you think I'm just gonna sit back and say, oh well, he's the Pope. Yes, he is, but we have a higher. Uh, we, he's also accountable to. Jesus Christ's teachings. He's not above it, and so the article really just points out that what people in Argentina know. You, have, Jesse, do you are you aware that the Pope's never gone to Argentina as the Pope?
0: Yes, I am and aware of that. You know why, right?
1: You know why? Because he will not get a welcoming because they know his background. I'll give you one more bit of information.
0: It'll be a public relations nightmare if yes. he goes because they're they're not going to line up the streets by the tens of and, thousands like they would for John Paul II. And, and
1: yeah, exactly. Let me give you an example. 1991. When the question came up, uh, p- Bishop uh, the, the Holy Father, when he was the archbishop, had wanted to be Fernandes to become a bishop. And when it came, uh, the Jesuit order, the, the, founder, the, uh, the uh, superior said, I wouldn't do it for a number of reasons. I won't go into them all, but one was his foul language, his imprudence. He's just uh, got a temper. All these things, not the kind of guy that you'd want to be a bishop. Now, we have him as the pope. They didn't take that advice. Now, uh, Cardinal... Um, the Prefect for the Doctrine of Faith uh, back in 2009 had to reprimand Cardinal Fernandez because he was doing bad things like, you know, writing books on pornography. The point I'm hmm. trying to say is we've got all this data. Why in the world? It's unreasonable for me to ask this. Gentlemen, why weren't, where's the dossier on these bishops? Just I guarantee there's a dossier on you. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: No, I've already been told by people uh, that are connected with federal law enforcement that there is a dossier on on me in the office of the FBI.
1: I I can imagine because of what you're saying. So here's my point. Pope Francis is our pope. Like it or not, we pray for him. We ask for his conversion to orthodoxy. Because let's be honest, Jesse, he's hanging with all the wrong people. You just noticed, you just read the thing about the communists. I mean, this is a man who has a love for communism it's like it, it, you don't mix all of his predecessors wrote against it i i just want to say this i love pope francis enough to tell Absolutely. him the faith that the perennial teachings and to say please that's what we want we're exercising canon 212 that's my take on it jess
0: Terry, i'm, I'm going to go back into history a little bit and tell you where all of this this fiducia suplicans yeah and and all this uh Elevation of Cardinal Fernandez, somebody who's been writing uh, pornography as a as a theologian, you know, for the last you know twenty years. All of this, we were warned. Yeah. Number one, by the by, many good voices about the modernists that were at, at Vatican II. Oh yeah. But let, let me fast forward. Mm-hmm. Malachi Martin, Father Malachi <laughs> Martin, warned us about an infiltration at Vatican II of modernists. Yeah. People that were communists and people that had, did not have the, the mind of the church. More recently, Terry, a very, a Thomist, the theologian that Father Ripperger really uh, leans on his writings. Yep. He's always telling me he, he, Father Cornelio Fabro, he was a Thomist. He died in, in 1995. Huh. He actually said, this young Thomist said that, he, I'm, I'm, he says here, he coined the term in the 70s, porno theology. Wow. Father Cornelio Fobro, this Thomist, he said, he described the progressive current to overthrow Catholic moral theology after Vatican II was to use porno theology. Wow. This phenomenon emerged in the early 70s Incredible. and has been infiltrating the teaching profession. Wow. Okay, so now let's fast forward. Yeah. This, this guy, this priest, this holy priest, this is what spawned. Pope John Paul II, to to take on this fight and to give his four years of Wednesday audience lectures yep. on the theology of the body. That's a first statement. Talking about the proper physical and spiritual complementarity of the male and female body, because Pope John Paul II saw porno theology coming into the Catholic Church through these modernists, yeah. as was warned to us by Malachi Martin and Father Cornelio Fabro. Yeah. Who's the third player in this? Okay. Father Darius Oko, great Polish priest and theologian and philosopher. In fact, he was a professor at Krakow University in Poland. Father Darius Oko and several other Polish priests that were John Paul II priests, what they basically did is they were assigned by Pope Benedict to investigate the porno theology in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And they did. They came up with a documentary, a dossier, excuse me, called The Homo Heresy. Right. The Homo Heresy in the Catholic Church. It was a 300-page dossier. And this is why, again, under Cardinal Ratzinger, you also have, uh, he wrote as the prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. He wrote <laughs> some very clear teachings yes. on homosexuality as the prefect because again he knew about uh, uh, th- 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 this 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 uh, this young priest the father Darius Oko, who he assigned to go out and write this dossier called standing with the Pope against homo heresy he was also very familiar with his boss Pope John Paul II his writings on theology of the body and he was also very familiar with the great Thomas uh that young uh that, that young priest that I was telling you about uh, father Cornelio Fabro yeah and so and so Tell you, most people don't realize that the german priest yes they prosecuted father oko you know what they prosecuted Tell him us. for? Tell us. eight crimes <laughs> he was father darius oko the the, the 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 priest assigned by pope benedict yes. who wrote the dossier uh, on the homo heresy in the catholic church he was prosecuted by germany for hate crimes He was he was looking at several years in prison. Okay, his case was adjudicated, I think, in 2012, and he got he didn't get jail time, but he got a huge fine. Yeah, a huge fine by the German government, Terry. So this holy priest, assigned by Pope Benedict, Mm -hmm. to investigate the homo. Cabal in yeah. the Catholic Church of the Lebanon Mafia Writes a dossier Standing with the Pope against heresy yeah. And gets prosecuted by Germany And he gets hauled into court And he's given an enormous fine yeah. Terry, yeah. he didn't get jail time Yeah, But Terry This is the way communists Of course operate. They, The communists operate this way And this is what we see happening with Trump They getting, they say, oh no It doesn't look good We yeah. we may not beat him in, 2000, in this year, 2024 yeah, We got taken away prosecute, yes. prosecute, bring them in court, hauling them in on bogus charges. Terry, th- this is how powerful the homosexual lobby is yeah. where they can get a Catholic priest, a theologian of the stature of Father Darius Olko, and haul him into court on hate crimes. And the German bishops were silent, Terry.
1: Well, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Think about Father Enrique Rueda, who you and I knew uh, back in 86. He published a book called The Homosexual Network and that book exposed everything <laughs> that we're talking about. And um, yeah, I knew him. And you know what happened to him, Jesse? He got canceled. Yeah. He died without the sacraments. It was a terrible situation. <gasps> Father Enrique Lureta. And then the next decade, what happened, Jesse? Remember Goodbye, Good Men? We had Tim Staples read that book on cassette tape back then, talking about the homosexuals in the seminary. Folks, This has all been documented. I'm going to predict that Jess and myself, someday by talking like this, we're going to be accused of hate crime and we won't pay a fine. We'll be preaching in jail because of that topic. Now, Jess, I said it today. It wouldn't surprise me if it happens, brother.
0: Well, Terry, that's where we're at, Terry. I know. That's
1: where we're at. And we're not going to Uh, shut up, Jesse. We're going to uh, preach it. I don't care if they threaten me. You know what, Jesse? Think about this. They threaten us and say, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. What's the worst thing they can do, Jesse? Kill me and send me to heaven. Exactly. I'm going to, die
0: with, I'm going to die with Jesus in my heart and Jesus on my lips.
1: Amen, brother. And that's what I say, and that's what the fathers of the church said. So look, put your trust in Jesus Christ, and you won't have fear of this world, because the world can only do so much. Our trust is in Jesus Christ
0: yeah Terry but uh the the lavender mafia they're 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 a real threat and that's exactly what we're dealing with right now absolutely the lavender mafia is just not in the church they're also in society most especially in society
1: yeah hey people ask me what's the name of that book father enrique rueda is the author the homosexual network i think it's out of print but go and look at a used bookstore that book says it all and boy did he pay a price for publishing that inspires me to speak the truth in charity and clarity. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. We're kind of fired up even when I have a bad cold. You know why? This life is short and eternity is forever. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. We're back, Jesse. I'm getting lots of texts from people. What's the name of that book? What's this? What's that? <laughs> I just want to remind everybody, <clears throat> you're in you're in New Jersey preaching a mission. Um, <clears throat> we're here in California. Everything we do can be offered up to Jesus right now. We see chaos yeah. going on Amen. in the in the world of government and the church, but let's not forget the solution is spiritual. It's about the kingship of Jesus Christ. We're you think Jesse and myself enjoy talking about this? No, but you know what? We have to wake up people to the to the truth that the church is in need of us. I keep thinking of what Bishop Sheen said: "Who's going to save our church? Not our bishops, not our priests, not our religious. It's up to you, the people of God." And that's why we, as lay people, we're we, we're not you know in management. We're in sales. We we promote the faith. But we also have Canon 212, Jesse, as you know, you quote it all the time, that says we have to let our leaders of our church know our needs. And you know what the needs are? Orthodoxy. Get back to the biblical view of Catholicism rather than a worldly view, because that's how I see it. That's as simple as I can put it.
0: (laughs) Terry, I just want to just mention a few things about uh, Joe Biden, the president of the United States right now. You? Yeah, just there's a few things that I want to say that... Number one, his his numbers, his poll numbers are descending. Uh, you you even have organizations that are basically left of center that are saying that Trump is leading Biden right now. Yeah. Uh, and he's been leading Biden since the late that summer.
1: Time,
0: yeah. yeah, some some uh, some agencies have uh, Biden seven points behind seven points behind Trump. Something else that's kind of uh, ominous for Biden
1: yeah.
0: is that the seven swing states, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, they're factoring in right now, according to even leftists that are polling, Terry, they're surging in support for President Trump. Yeah. And as it is a wonder, as we look at the borders, the economy, the gas prices, food prices, also Joe Biden is seems to be the most unpopular president mm-hmm. ever.
1: Even more post-trail. than Jimmy
0: Carter? Yeah. Wow. According to according to polls, he's the most unpopular president ever. Wow. He's uh especially the way he handled the 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 botched withdrawal from Afghanistan back yeah. in 2021. Oh, horrible. Uh and uh sixty-eight percent of the country saying that the country's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, twenty-five percent says it's going in the right direction. Uh and so the, the president's ratings have gone, they've gotten gotten steadily off course this year. Because most people are saying that he's even moved too far to the left for leftists. Can yeah, you
1: believe that? I can believe it. Jesse, can I jump in and yeah. just say something sure. about that? I'm old enough, and you are too, to vote in the 1980 election with Ronald Reagan, right? You were old enough to do that. Oh, yeah. You remember what was going on in the late 70s? High inflation, gas prices, food. It's a very similar time. Confusion, America's uh, pride, uh, there's all kinds of problems. Remember, we had the uh, revolution, we had the guys get stuck in Iran in the late 70s. It's a very similar situation. And do you realize what happened in 1980? President Reagan, who was elected, he had a landslide. And I'm going to predict that if Trump is able to uh, be on the ballot, which I hope he will, I'm going to say that they're seeing him, if he can associate, it's the economy, Stupid. That was the line back in 1980 or 92, 92, too. But the point I'm trying to say is, I think we're ripe for another major turn back to more conservative ways of thinking because we've seen what the Biden administration is. And look at the corruption. Look at what the decadence that we've seen in the White House. We've never seen it this bad. Am I onto something?
0: Yeah, you're, you're, well, you're tracking exactly what the polls say. Uh, you, you even got leftist polls, Terry. Yeah. Uh, that are saying that that Trump i mean that biden is underwater on on nearly every major issue such as the economy yeah. he's he's uh he's tanking also on inflation oh yeah During the border uh voters also favored trump over biden on crime the russia ukraine war the war between israel and hamas uh the the only issues according to polls here remember they're left polls yeah they that where they favor Biden only one, two, issue, only two issues abortion, uh, 44% of Americans favor Biden, 33% favor Trump, and Social Security and Medicare, 44% of Americans favor uh, Biden, 38% Trump. But all the other issues, yeah, uh, he's uh, he's he's descending, he's plummeting. Also, uh, Biden is losing support among Hispanic voters. Yeah. This is what uh, the, many of the polling agencies are saying. He's also. He's also tanking. He's also losing uh, popularity with the blacks. Right. The blacks are shifting right now. Blacks and Hispanics are leaving Biden by the truckloads and they're moving over to Trump. Right. Biden also, he also lacks what they call this uh, one area of polling called the enthusiasm gap. Yeah. On the enthusiasm gap. Donald Trump is crushing him yeah. because people are disappointed in Biden's performance in office, especially the black community, yeah. Terry. Yeah.
1: There's so what, uh, yeah, all that's, all that's pretty good news. Yes, see, I, you know, There's one other yeah. area that you didn't hit and that yeah. is the $38 billion deficit mm. and in the administration time of the Biden's think about this, the debt that we owe when interest rates doubled, then that made the debt go way up because we're paying it back on higher interest rates on the debt. And that's why, in my opinion, it didn't go up like it did in 1980 up to, you know, 16, 17% to buy a house. It can't because the debt that we're paying back on interest would be overwhelming. But it already is $36 billion. I have to tell you, I did the math and it's over $110,000. Every person in America has a debt of one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Every baby, every child, every adult—it's out of control. And the Biden administration—it went up more than any other uh, administration. And mainly, it was because the debt being paid on higher interest rates.
0: Terry, let me this last couple of minutes. Let me just share how to keep your faith and your sanity we in need the it. present yes. darkness we that we it, find brother. ourselves in. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you tell you how to keep your faith, and how not to go nuts in this present darkness that we find ourselves in. Number one, focus on your personal interior life. Amen. Focus on your personal walk with the Lord, your sacramental life. It must be strong, stronger than ever, or you're useless to your family, to your marriage, and to the body of Christ. Amen. Number two, focus on your domestic church, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. Continue to inform them. Evangelize them, catechize them, encourage them, pray for them. Yep. We, must, we must save our families if beyond anything else. That's, right. That's the first order of business, according to Joshua 24, 15, mm-hmm. and according to Acts 16, 31. Number three, be an influencer. Yep. Everybody has a certain network. Center of influence. Yeah, certain special, specific social context. Everybody has a unique family, Mm -hmm. a unique set of friends. Evangelize them, catechize them, inform them, encourage them in their faith walk. Model a life of virtue and model a life of holiness and teach them also, especially in this election year, teach them how to vote like a Catholic (laughs) to promote the common good and to promote the culture of life. Number four. Don't be discouraged by the enormity of the, of, of the task that lies ahead of us. I get it. Right. It's a tall order. Yep. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta recognized that her efforts and those of her fellow sisters of charity were in her own words. She said this quote, our efforts are a drop in the vast ocean of need. Yep. Close quote. Guess what? You know why she has an ST before her name? Because she never wavered. She never quit. She never surrendered, and her legacy lives on today. Reminds me also of Edward Everett Hale, former uh, minister, orator, and statesman. He said the following, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do by the grace of God, I will do, close quote. So remember, church, stay the course. Use your talents for God, do your best and stay in your lane. Point number five. I'm done. <laughs> I love at the it. end of the day, at the end of the day, yeah. remember, God's in control. Amen. He's not asleep. This is his world. He loves everybody in this planet. This is his Catholic Church, and his divine providence is guiding the church through these rough waters for final victory. Yep. Think? As uh, there's a story that's recounted about Pope St. John the 23rd. Yes. they, they would, after having, you know, done what he could during the working hours of the day at the Vatican, uh, it was said that he ended each day with a simple eight word prayer. He would say, quote, it's your church, God. I'm going to bed. Close (laughs) quote. Remember that, whether whether that story is true or not, I don't know.
1: It's got a great message. I'll tell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But remember the point is, don't take all the problems of the church and country on your shoulders. Exactly. Give them to God in prayer. He has bigger shoulders, and he will be up all night every He'll be up all night anyhow. That's all exactly. I have. Mean.
1: Exactly. And that's what, fulfill your deities, duties, duties, and your state in life. Be a good husband. Be a holy man. Uh, mom, be a holy woman, be a holy mom. This is the our daily duties that are put in front of us. Live those. That's what our lady said at Fatima. She also said this that souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray for them. And constantly, you won't hear a program where Jess and I will go, we'll talk about the problems in the world and in the church, but you're going to always hear us say we want to pray for their souls. We want to pray that they will be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ, even if they are our president who's baptized a Catholic but acts like he's not in everything he does. Just the opposite. We need to pray for him because guess what, Jesse? I'm in my 60s, and I know I'm turning third base. But Joe Biden, Pelosi, all these Catholic politicians—they're in their 70s and 80s, yep. Yep. dude. They're right around the corner from having their exit interview, and we need to pray for them because I would love to see conversions of people like that at the end of life. Oh, it would be—I'd be so joyful to see that. Jess, your thoughts?
0: Amen, Terry. That's—that's uh, that's the only reason why the Catholic Church exists. Yeah, it doesn't exist for uh, to be a a social justice uh, warrior NGO. The Catholic Church exists for the salvation of souls so that we can get from this life to the next life in the arms of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. And I want to remind people, we have real estate for life. If you're anywhere in the country, you need to buy or sell a house, call us. But if you're in Southern California, I have a son who will give us a big donation for listings. If you want to call me at 661-972-7872, Virgin Most Powerful will benefit greatly May God richly bless you and your family And thanks for supporting us here At Virgin Most Powerful Radio Check our our YouTube channel It's growing like a thousand people a day It's called Full Sheen Ahead Lots of of good uh, videos on that uh, YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead Also we have downloads available At catholicrc.org so we got lots of resources for you. Why? Three to Get Married. We even put that out for free on our website. Why? We want people to understand what marriage is really about. Full Sheen ahead here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you and your family.